Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Bet365. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm with Jim Campbell and I'm also with Luke Moore. Where's Marcus? Where in the world is Marcus San Diego? We don't know. And no, I'm not writing an intro like Marcus. No. Unprofe- it's, I'm Improvise unprofessional it. at best. Why would you? Why would you? Do you write all your links for the radio show you do? No, unless I'm very hungover. How are you doing, everybody? <laughs> you work harder when you're hungover. Yeah. Uh, I've got to keep on the straight and narrow. I've just got to be yeah, just so. normal. I just kind of, you yeah. can't bring emotion into I it. I can't bring <laughs> Reduce your variables. I can't have a little cry. It's like yeah. Troy Deeney's uh, tearful uh, kind of, of speech uh, after the match. Uh, oh, that was good. After the match. Was, oh. but, but I'll tell you one thing that actually set reduced me to tears yesterday right uh, it's a bit off the beaten trap but if you'll indulge me for a moment Julia Assange being ejected from no, the Ecuadorian embassy no, it's not that actually no Dwayne Wade he's an NBA player and he's right. just about to, I think he's just about to play his last home game or he, he just has played his last home game mm. and Bud Weiser did a video um, of him <laughs> you made it like a man there Bud Dweiser Bud, yeah, Bud and, Dweiser and, popped and his, around and, and his teammate Bud Dweiser <laughs> <did a video. laughs> sponsored but man he spent the last season exchanging shirts with all the players that he's like playing against the most right, right okay. kind of like a farewell tour kind of thing okay. and Bud Dweiser did this thing where they got him four, four, three or four or five people from his life mm. to come and talk to him in a deserted basketball court about what he's meant to them Oh. Reduce me to absolute bits. That is like uh, on a Sunday morning. But I'm still I will, not buying Budweiser. <laughs> I will find myself <laughs> watching uh, Ian Wright talking to his old teacher. Oh I'll yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Um, children being uh, uh, given spectacles for the first time when they're about uh, one year old and they're seeing for the first time. They're like, oh, yeah. uh, uh, new um, ear implants, cochlear uh, uh, implants, yeah. and also um, dogs being reunited with Marines. It's the football <laughs> ramble. Yeah. Uh, preview was sponsored by Bet365. Um, so lads, Twitter has been a wash, a wash the last few days uh, with people summing up their insipid musical tests in seven yes. bands. Mm. They're basically sort of saying, this is what sums me up. And, and I've realised that a lot of people in my life have terrible taste in music, for one. So I'm thinking, could you guys sum up your taste in football in seven players? Something that really yes. sums up what you find important in a footballer. Yeah, ready? Yeah. Salif Jiao. <laughs> Shkodran Mustafi. <laughs> Yaya Sanogo. Adi Akinbayi. Costas Mitroglou, <laughs> Bruno Sheiru, and nice. Ricky Van Volswinkel. I mean, you'll get a great score on a scrabble if nothing else. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I have to say they were all uh, that was they were all lifted directly from four four twos to fifty worst players to ever play in the Premier League. Fantastic stuff. Mm. Yeah. yeah, because I I remember that to do this about ten minutes before I bloody got it. Oh, yeah. Loki, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Well, I gave it a little bit more thought. Right. Uh, I went for Ian Wright. Don't want to upset you. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Pete, but I did. Oh, was, yes. Another, was it, Ian Wright's picture. Was he another one you played? Uh, was no, but he was. He was. Yeah. Just, you know, he said dead, you was he? dead. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Dickens, Ian Wright. There. He <laughs> <laughs> said he was dead. Dip. So it was Ian Wright in a in a a, a biopic about the American Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Wright, fetch me the biggest turkey. <laughs> Uh, so Roberto Baggio again that might upset okay, you this right, is too yeah. earnest this is too, no, this is oh, too it, honest it, it, it's a good team he is earnest yeah, yeah but I, right. I like football 
<laughs> do not. This is Robert Ernest. Have you forgotten yeah. what this uh, this show is all about? What this parish is about. Yeah. Yeah. Was it going for George a. Campos? No, uh, just okay. I love the chaos of the, the man. Colours, the height. Yeah. yeah, the height, the goal scoring, the dribbles, <laughs> the, the fact he was a sort of goalkeeper and a winger. Free kick specialist not, a little yeah. bit as well. Weird. Tony Adams, because uh, he waved at me once in Upminster when I was a kid. <laughs> in Why Upminster? Did he? Yeah. Oh, you went, wave at me, wave at me. Yeah, I went, Tony! He turned around and he waved at me and got in his Hello. car. Hello, it, Jim. How's it going? Was it a sympathy wave because you were both in Upminster at the time? Um, Upminster's actually all right. Is it all right? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's, um, it's the end of the district line, isn't it? Yes, That's it what is. I know about it as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cloud McAlealy, because I love a tough tackler. I, I thought McAlealy or David Batty, but McAlealy's definitely better. Well, he's made us on roll, Jim. Yeah. Is there a Batty quite, roll? I don't think not so. Not really, no. Yeah. Batty roll sounds like a, um, like a dance hall star. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kanchelskis, Andre Kanchelskis, because I love a winger that beats a man. Right. And Ronaldinho, which who does not need... You know, and he just again too earnest. That's where the earnest is. Yeah, yeah. My, my seven aside team's beating yours. That's all I'm saying. What? Hang on a minute. Yes. I've got Metroglou. No, no, I won't Van, hang on a minute. I've got Van Volswinkel and Metroglou up front. <laughs> yeah. With Akinbay and Sonogo, just which horrendously imbalanced. You haven't even got else. a goalkeeper, and my goalkeeper <laughs> can score goals as well. It's really so. imbalanced by the virtue of the fact that none of them can play football very well. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've I'd gone, love to see it though. The Ernest, uh, the Ernest, uh, the Robert Ernest Shaw has has stopped. Shawla, Tommy, Sammy. Yeah, that's 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 just basic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Hatem Ben Arfa, Rene Hagita, Andrea Sharvin, and uh, Delta Rapt. Yeah, yeah. nice. So, yeah. I imagine your team would roll out of a sort of clown car. It would. Yeah, <laughs> definitely would. <laughs> well, Premier League. It's back this weekend. It was back last weekend, to be fair, for a, 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 limited, a, a limited run, let's say. Uh, Liverpool versus Chelsea kicking off uh, Sunday at four thirty. Um, Liverpool beat Porto in the meet in the week in the week uh, with a bit of a shuffled uh, midfield and a very business-like attitude. They obviously yeah. um, set the stall out, scored a couple of goals. Uh, Milner came in at uh, full back. It was a bit of a stroll in the end, wasn't it? I don't know if I agree with that. I thought really? I thought Porto had a few chances. Mm. They were certainly better than when they played against Liverpool the year before, which wasn't <laughs> difficult, of course. But um, I, yeah, they won the game. 2-0 in the home leg of a Champions League um, quarter-final is an absolute textbook. Yeah. Um, so, of course, I'm not sort of trying to trivialise what they've achieved. Should they have gone for more, though, Luke? I think they did, though. Yeah, I think I they, they did. And, and, and Mane was perhaps a touch unlucky not to have his goal stand. Um, and they did go for more. And I believe that's why they left um, Porto open for a few chances. of Obviously, mm. chances they couldn't take in the end. Alisson made a decent save. But um, looking ahead to the Chelsea game, what, what I like about this when this game comes around and... I guess to an extent it's around the start of when the football ramble had its inception. Mm. Liverpool and Chelsea had this quite interesting rivalry for a few years, didn't they? Absolutely. And And, a lot of really heated ding-dongs. And what it culminated in is something that I don't think enough people remember is that um, at one point, Liverpool and Chelsea, I think it it would have been 2005-2006, we're in the same Champions League group. Yes. Because <laughs> Liverpool won the Champions League and got special dispensation to go into it yeah. as an extra team. And the, the country drawn... protection didn't count, did it? No, so... and they got drawn on the same um, group as Chelsea. Yeah. Two 0 nils in the group stage, so yeah. it was, uh, less <laughs> said about that, the better. But that was been... it, yeah. The, the, basically, the, the, the anger was around the games was better than the actual football wasn't yes. it, for a while. it became very boring and then of course they played each other in the knockout stage in 08-09 which ended in a, it, it was a 4-4 draw in there um, I think it was the season Chelsea knocked them out they beat them 3-1 at Anfield I believe um, so there's a, there's a lot of history to this fixture mm, yeah. a lot of animosity of course the Benitez factor played into that as well. Yeah, when a he went legend for both clubs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Warmly received, both in Liverpool and in West London. Um, so it should be a really good game. It's, 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 I'm going to be controversial here. Is it the thigh rubber of the weekend when we've got a Cardiff-Burnley game? Which is, I... which is a lot on, lot more on, the, on, on uh, stake there. Mm. I think the quality of 
the football is a huge um, reason for me to put my hand up for Burnley onto Picardia. my thigh. Onto your thigh. Yeah. Um, and you don't need any uh, any sort of you don't need encouragement. Do you? No. no, I think Dice versus Warnock is a thigh rubber. Yeah, both quite uh, explosive. Yeah. Uh, older men definitely <laughs> I, don't, I don't think but I think they cancel each other out I think they're both of the type who won't step up to someone like them do you know what I mean I think Warnock might, won't step up to Daesh no but they might do separately mental things Warnock won't step up to anyone who's not foreign <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's gutted he just wants us to get on with it I yeah, know that. I know, yeah. yeah. Halloween, even, Halloween even big, even big Sam <laughs> yeah big gam well I mean look, looking at um, players coming back into the Liverpool side certainly um, Joe Gomez Back on the subs bench after a, after a broken leg, um, and the Ox as well. He played yes. in a friendly at Melwood, um, so he may be seen before the end of the season, which is very exciting. Yeah, I mean, it really, um, you, you, he is very much the forgotten man there. For obviously, because he's not been around, and it's mm. a real shame because he he was having a real impact for them last season. And, yeah, you know, when he comes back, the, he adds a real depth to their squad there. And good luck to him. He seems a seems a good guy. Well, Who's that? The Ox. Yes, the Ox. Yeah, yeah. and and Gomez is really important. I mean, mm. he was probably at least you know. I think he was the preferred partner for yeah, Van Dijk, and they were he? they were very very solid when 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 that was the partnership. And, and given that he's only twenty one, and the Southcote likes him as well, yes. so it's important. Um, yeah, it's great news for them. And and also Chamberlain was is someone who who will certainly improve. But I don't. It'll obviously be too soon for him to come back for the title running, will it? I don't think he can make a realistic impact, can he? Maybe I don't know. You need bodies at this time of season, I'd say. Imagine if he came back for the semi final and. and did himself in again. That'd be terrible, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, that's basically what Klopp has been saying, though, isn't it? That he needs to. Uh, what, he's going to do that? No, no, no it's, it's not going to do get that. him. Done himself, yeah. I'm going to do it for him. It's not, it's not his leg, it's Liverpool's leg, and I'm going to run it into yeah. the ground. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, speaking of uh, players coming back, Danny Drinkwater, very much not coming back mm. uh, under Sari. He's a good player, and he's able to play in a 4 4 2 or a 4 2 3 one very well, but he's not suitable for me. Yeah, he said that he basically told him this in August, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, but he's been sticking around. around. Would he be the sort of player just pick up a paycheck and just uh, well, kick he, he has done I mean he has done this far but still yeah. but I mean the, the you know his recent um, behaviour implies that he's not in the best place in his head if he's behaving like that ah, so. looking at him any time in a football's career yeah I guess so <laughs> he, needs, he needs a move yeah. obviously yeah. and the apex of his career clearly when he was integral to that that Premier League winning team Leicester and he, he was very very close to the England um, squad for the World Cup uh, was it the World Cup or was it the Euros it was the Euros wasn't it of yeah. course it was the Euros uh, and he played in a friendly I thought he did well but he didn't get the nod uh, he's he's just rotting at the moment I mean yeah. the guy the guy because he's peaked kind of quite late he's I think he's just 29 so yeah. he's, he's recently turned 29 so he needs a move there's talk of it being linked to West Ham isn't there mm. um, he needs to go and, and the Sarri thing I know it sounds flippant but you've got to remember the context is Sarri's the guy who arguably more than anyone else plays a specific style yeah. and he's always going to play three in midfield and if Drinkwater doesn't fit in a three in midfield which he doesn't by the way mm. he fits perfectly in a two as we saw with him with Conte in, in the Leicester team it's best for him to go I'm surprised that he hasn't gone already either last summer as you mentioned or in January, <laughs> in January but yeah. clearly it must just yeah. be he's massively he's got massive wages yeah. wage demands and I think difficult to get off the I think, also, I think they're talking like 10 million loan like, yes. you've got to pay 10 million to have him on loan also is, as well ooh, the thing out. is though I mean if Chelsea are looking at a transfer ban coming up, and the manager is publicly saying that he's not part of his plans. I mean, that That's couldn't. That. It, I mean, it couldn't. <laughs> that you be are low down the pecking a, order if that yeah, is happening, isn't it? Got a, the draw between Liverpool and Chelsea is three to one with bet three six five ten pound. Will return forty pound, including stake. 
Should there be a stalemate? When oh, is it? Sunday afternoon? It is, yeah. Yeah. 4.30. I, I, I don't know. Liverpool can't... It's so tense at the top. It's not quite so tense at the bottom. That's what I'm quite enjoying about mm. this, this Premier League well, season. There's actually a bit of competition at the top uh, going into the last but few could matches. It, could, it be a, sorry, Jimmy, could it be a situation where Man City play Palace, right? We'll talk about them in a minute. Yeah. If they win and Liverpool lose, Man City go a point above Liverpool with a game in hand. It's difficult for Liverpool from then, right? Yes. Yeah. Difficult. Yeah, usually, yeah, you would think. Unless... City sort of start to wobble a bit themselves, which mm. could well happen. But Liverpool haven't actually won any of their last six Premier League matches at Anfield against Chelsea. Right. Which is, that, I mean, that's mad, isn't it? Chelsea are a misfiring team, though, at the moment. They look really ordinary at times. They're on the back of three wins, though. And obviously, yeah. they're three wins against teams that aren't as good as Liverpool, which is, you know, true of pretty much every team in the league. But it's, it's a tough one, this. Mm. And, and as you say, that, that the pressure there, and we've spoken about how that's. You, we, Shouldn't perhaps talk about um, Liverpool in the context of pressure all the time. Um, people don't so much say that about City, but it's yeah, this is a really crucial game. But mm. in fairness, I mean, I don't want to get the ire of, of Liverpool fans, but the reason I don't say it about City is because City have done it. Mm. I mean, Liverpool have been in the situation before and they've not done it. Um, you could argue that it's different now, um, and you know, things have changed since then. And I can see that they've got a different manager, mostly different players. The reason it's a misnomer that people say, "Oh, you know, no one says this about Man City." Man City have done it. They've yeah. won mm. several Premier League titles. They won it last year, but a canter. They know what it takes to win. Um, so it's clearly there's clearly there's not going to be um, as much focus on that aspect of Man City's character. But what I would say is, even if Liverpool come second. It doesn't mean, in quotes, they've bottled it. Yeah, it just yeah, means yeah, they've not course. been quite as good. Mm. And they've been bloody good for a team who's won, what, 18, 19 uh, top-flight titles or whatever they will it is. Have, and mm. they've had their best season in terms of points total oh, ever. The points so, total yeah. this season coming second will be embarrassing. Yeah, like, yeah. It'll be absolutely it'll be insane. Um, a little stat I quite enjoyed about uh, Liverpool, though. Um, since his Champions League debut a little while ago, Alisson has kept more clean sheets than any other keeper in the competition. How integral has he been, not only as a goalkeeper, but a provider of, of balls as well? His it's, distribution yeah, is great. He's been brilliant. Um, um, he's obviously on occasion kept Edison out of the Brazilian national team, which mm. obviously speaks tells its own story. Um, they needed a keeper badly, um, and the best t- testament you can pay to him, the best compliment you can give him, is, is that he probably won't drop a ball in the Champions League final. No, it's, no, no, it's <laughs> just that it feels like Liverpool's goalkeeping worries are now miles behind them. Mm, yeah. When actually, maybe a year ago, we would talk about it quite a lot. And um, it takes a good keeper to be able to do that. It takes a good keeper to not only not be questioned, but for people not even to think about the fact that he's going to be number one. Yeah. So he's been excellent. He is excellent. He costs a lot of money. Um, so you'd expect him to be good. And he's, I, I think he's probably going to get better next season as well. Mm. Fantastic. Well, uh, Crystal Palace are taking on uh, Manchester City, as uh, Luke mentioned, on uh, Sunday at 2 or 5 p.m. What's with the five Very specific. guys? What's the five guys? Let's just be about... specific. There's nothing wrong with being specific. I know. I like time. Admin. <laughs> I've always Pete. been a fan. Always been a fan. It's not been a fan of yours, though, is it? It's not been, it's not been kind to <laughs> it's you, always been. Time cr- has been very cruel to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a beautiful painting in my loft. It really is. Really is. <laughs> um, by time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Spurs edged out Man City uh, in the week. Pep's away record in big matches in Europe is a little bit under scrutiny. People yes. are sort of saying... He overthinks his tactics sometimes. He kind of changes things up when he doesn't necessarily mm. need to. It seems to be, yeah. That was very much the narrative before the game, wasn't it? A slightly mm. strange selection. And this was the case against Liverpool last mm. year as well, when uh, he, play, he played Gundogan in a slightly withdrawn role. And mm. you, you wonder what... Because Guardiola, obviously, he's, he's a flexible manager, but you don't really think of him as this kind of tinkerer. But mm. on both of those occasions, he's, he's done tinker, that. And, yeah. it's, and it's, it's, it's come unstuck for him. It's, it's an, obviously, I suppose, you know, when you approach bigger games, you perhaps do it 
with greater scrutiny and he's got a run in to think about. So perhaps there's an element of risk taking yeah, as well. But you don't take risks against that team in exactly. the Champions League necessarily. Yeah. I just, uh, just. Jonathan, Jonathan Wilson wrote a really interesting piece mm. in The Guardian yesterday about what you're saying, Guardiola overthinking things. And that it's been, um, apologies if you've already said this, but it's been um, 10 straight away games in Champions League quarter or semi-final that, that Guardiola's teams have failed to win. With the caveat, those games are more difficult, but still. Yes, and also you could, there's a chance to turn them around yeah. in some mm-hmm. cases and then, as well. Yeah, some of those are draws as well, but, which but, are good yeah, results. Quite, quite, kind of, exactly, so exactly, it can be misleading, of course, because if you go away to the new camp and get a two-all draw, mm. you're pretty happy with that. <laughs> but it depends on the circumstances. Um I do think he kind of overthinks it. And I'm saying that as someone who's not really that tactically aware myself, so maybe I'm talking absolute nonsense. Have there. a bit of Mahrez. The first That's what he's saying. But Have a bit of Mahrez in there. And, and I thought that what was a real testament to, to Tottenham was the fact that um, I listened to this game on the radio before watching the highlights when I got home. I was driving. And um, the commentator, what would Ian Dennis on Five Live, said that um, if you look at the, discrep- the discrepancy between the cost of these teams on the pitch at the moment... Spurs' is net spend off something it's like 40 million yeah. and, and City's under Guardiola it's like 370 million already that's a benched player 40 million yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly and and I did find it odd that Mahrez played and De Bruyne wasn't given much I think he came on very late Sane was the same you can kind of understand that maybe but the game was fascinating purely because they just got Sissoko to just break everything to pieces yeah. Yeah. it was amazing he, he, he's gone <laughs> from being this guy who we would readily take the piss out of almost like a persona non grata at Spurs after a 30 million pound transfer to, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing subtle about his play. No. But he can disturb the best team. Oh, he's, he's direct and, and, and... It's like a scorched earth policy. Well, 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 he sort of said that Poch showed him videos of Man City Liverpool at this stage last year and was basically told to let him know you're there, yeah. knock him off the rhythm, knock, yeah. knock him off the feet at times. Hmm. He's he's good for a yellow card. <laughs> Let's yes. make that very clear. But he's uh, he's had a relatively good season for Mr. Silva. I've seen Spurs in the flesh move five, six times a season, maybe more. And he's every time I've seen him play... He's been very good. Yeah. He, he's not, to be fair, Pete, he's not. He's only actually picked up one yellow card in the Premier League this season. Oh, really? So he's, okay. done, he's doing yeah, a lot, he's a lot less, um, sort of, not dirty, but a lot less clumsy maybe, maybe he seems. Maybe, maybe he goes so quick the referee can't see him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like FIFA 95, you carry on running, the referee <laughs> yeah. can't book you. I'm sure uh, that was a misnomer. No, it is, I've seen it on YouTube. Oh. Yeah. No, I, th- I think the this odd thing about that, though, because obviously it was so evident that Sissoko was causing that issue in the midfield, was that... City didn't sort of try and bypass it more often. Their yeah. um, fullbacks are very sort of tentative mm. from what you'd expect from City. I think City are better at their best when they play, so in my opinion, they play three in midfield, they play Fernandinho in the middle, and he gets the ball because he's the mm. best player in their team at getting the ball in tight areas and distributing it properly. And if you and he's played Stones in there before, and Stones isn't as confident yeah. in tight areas. Gondoyan isn't as good either. Very few in the world are. Exactly. Fair. And so you've got to play to those strengths, yeah. I think. I, and I think... I think he's the nature of Guardiola. It's basically what Pete started this with. I feel like it's he's such a brain, and he and he overthinks everything so much. And mm. We all know people like that who overthink things all the time. And he just gets himself ties himself up in knots. I mean, of course, they could go back to um, to to the Etihad and, and and win handily. That's obviously possible, and they'll go through, and we won't talk about it again. I mean, they won their last Champions League game seven nil or something, didn't they? Yeah. So clearly, it's not a crisis. <laughs> They're still in the tom- in the competition. But there is, um, um, it was difficult. It felt it felt like City couldn't really get a hold of the game uh, consistently, you know. And 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 um, 
Ali did a really good job on Fernandinho, for example, just mm. snapping at him, mm. snapping at him over and over again. So yeah, it was interesting. You just can't. You, you're not relaxed if if a player's just absolutely snapping at you all the time. You're no, but like, we've got to say get... though, we've got to say though, Pete, that if Aguero scores that penalty 11 minutes in, mm. could be a completely yeah. different game. Yeah, because Spurs aren't going to take a one nil home defeat. That was a disaster for them, yeah. really. Um, so they would have played differently. Mm. It would have. So these things can hinge on these little moments. You no, know, teams like Man City can sort of like like we saw last week in in the cup. Like they they get their goal and then they just shut up shop effectively, but. Would Spurs have enough to sort of get through? With yeah, I don't know. Weird. Um, the running though uh, regarding uh, Manchester City, um, we're talking about uh, players, they've, uh, teams have got to play before the end of the season. Um, they've got to be looking at maximum points. They can't really slip against anyone. Yeah. Uh, their remaining opponents, opponents have a, an average points tally of one point five three. Liverpool, on the other hand, one point one seven. So Liverpool so got an easier running. Easier mm. running by. Point for something of a point, but you look at it and you think, with the exception, I mean, they should going to Old Trafford will be tough, yeah, because Solskjaer will tap into that thing that he taps into a lot. And of course, they play Spurs like twice in three days, don't they? One yeah. in the Champions League return leg, and then one in the league. Other than that, they've got to win every game. Mm. Mm. I mean, yeah, Liverpool obviously have their own Champions League concerns as well, so it's it is going to be. They've whatever's left in the tank has got to be uh, got to be used up for both teams. I think it's going to be really exciting. Um, I uh, I wonder as well about Crystal Palace and their habit of spoiling parties. I know they've you know they've not been great at home this season, but um, we've seen them you know throw throw spanners at Liverpool before. Could they do the same to City <laughs> well, this time? They beat City at the Etihad. Absolutely, yeah, they did. Andrus Townsend with that absolute screamer. Yeah, yeah I, I, I said about him. It, better, it, it so. can it can happen. Um, I want to go back very very quickly if I may because I think it's a big story. Um, to Harry Kane and more specifically mm. Harry Kane's ankle yes because yes. It's, he's looks like he, I mean the news hasn't come out yet but it looks like he's strained the ligaments it's happening over and over again yeah. and as far as I understand it they get those ligaments around the ankle just get looser and looser mm. and I think when it comes to a certain point you have looser to looser yeah get very looser and looser Sissoko <laughs> and when it comes to a certain point you have to have quite a serious operation mm. I wonder if it could I mean could that derail his career well potentially I read um, I read a piece he's obviously um, got a re- returning issue with his ankle mm. I read a piece possibly Tony Cascarino I'm not sure but it was somebody saying that um, it's because of the way he challenges strikers it's rather than uh, defenders rather rather than sort of just getting his body in there to press them. He's going in particularly hard and from the side and, and that puts yeah. strain on your ankle. So right. he's he's liable to, to get this injury repeatedly and, and miss stretches of each, each season. So that is an, is an absolute possibility. Right? Yeah. The, psycho- uh, the psychology of a recovering footballer when it comes to injuries, like knowing at any point that could happen again mm. and yeah. the pain that goes with that, you, you you become a slightly different footballer. Surely if that happens over and over again, you, you start to play a little bit differently. That's why yeah. um, it was so impressive when Aaron Ramsey came back after mm. that bad yeah. injury the season he came back he was so impressive because he was, he was exactly the same as he was before yeah, but yeah. psychologically very very strong Go, playing exactly the same way um, going back to Crystal Palace they're 17-2 to two to cause an upset here so £10 on them to win with Bet365 and do the double over City this year uh, will return £95 including stake well the team are no doubt buoyed by the fact that Wilfried uh, Zaha is, is committing his future to Crystal Palace he's not going to be moving on even though there's a lot of interest in, in different quarters uh, from Manchester United and, and Germany he signed a new like deal that. in the summer didn't he yeah but you know it's, that doesn't does that mean anything nowadays well at the time I remember people thinking that that was just going to protect Palace yeah, so they would get more yeah. money for him yeah, yeah. apparently like new star soccer I was <laughs> not had a shout for new star soccer Jim do you still while. play that mm, um, no I deleted it off my phone it's addictive isn't it yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody, it, that well, um, Luke uh, made a point that somebody pointed out um, Julian Assange leaving the Ecuadorian embassy what was it about football manager? 
Oh, it's like, yeah, does anyone check what seasonal football manager he's on? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's been there for a long time. Uh, apparently, that was uh, not my joke. I read that on Twitter. I was looking at the um, the, the fouling st- statistics. Um, apparently, um, Wolfie Zaha has been fouled so many times. Only Eden Hazard has been uh, fouled more mm, not this season. Not surprised. And Wolfie Zaha was at the top of the fouling, uh, being fouled terrible uh, last year. So he's let us off down there in many ways. Yeah. Uh, right, we'll take a shot. I'd break. We'll have some emails after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Don't be left outside alone like Anastasia's friend. Get your tickets to the Football Ramble Live. He's right, you know. Yeah. How can they get tickets to the Football Ramble Live, Luke Moore? RambleLive.com. And if you're planning on coming to London... You've got to move pretty quick because I don't think there's hardly many tickets left at all. The only option for you soon is going to be to go to Hayes just outside London. So yeah. check it out. Go to ramblelove.com. You see all the details on there. I bought myself a box so I could put my friends in there. You're going to be on stage. I know. Well, okay. I'm not, I'm not going to sit there myself. Although I do have you access should, to that. That would be good. That'd be so good. You know, you're considering it immediately. That's like for a box. That's why you brought it up. It's quite affordable. That's all I'm saying. The box was, was surprisingly affordable for a box. Check you it out. You have changed. Check it out. Say I'm the only Ah! You've got mail. Right, let's have some emails. Jim Campbell. Hi, guys. Enjoying the 12 eggs of Easter so far? Are they all recorded slash chosen? Reason I ask is for me, the greatest egg, given his very interesting background of fighting back from childhood tragedy, is Stig Tofting. He was an imposing presence on the field, inspirational despite his faults, and I recall him being a fearsome ball-winning midfielder on Pro Evo. I think it would make for a good addition to the seasonal ramble, or at the least, a mini-mensch in another egg-isode. Yours, Chris (laughs) McLaughlin. So, Chris, um, the eggs have been chosen, Mm. and the eggs are all in the pan. Um, yeah. So you, you'll have to keep listening and find out who's in there. Well, and also, we were very much the vehicle for this. They were in in some ways the eggs were thrust upon us, mm. and it was only our job to become a kind of ersatz town crier yeah. and deliver them yes. to you. Stig Tofting's now got his mention automatically, Jim, because you read out the email. So there you go. Tra- tragic start to that man's life. Mm. He, I think he's a boxer for a while. We've got, got a, some more pie action. Okay, this, this is from Burnley, and it's. Unusual. Um, a, a midweek game in Burnley, I once got half a meat and potato pie thrown into the back of my head after about 50 minutes. I couldn't believe anyone would throw a pie because they're well nice. Agree. Then on the hour mark, half a bottle of LucasAid Sport smashed into my shoulder. I couldn't believe it either because everyone knows LucasAid helps you to keep your electrolyte balance and it's also nice. Both times the items hit me hard and both times I looked around and no one was laughing or looking guilty or anything. I should add that it was in the home end, so these items came from one of my own. I think we lost the game 1 0. That's from Andrew Lofthouse. It's just, it, this phenomenon is unusual. Yeah. I'm done with this. I'm, why, I'm, I'm what, ruined someone's head. Why did someone, I mean, if someone's got, got the dastardly scheme to do that, yeah. they would be very good at covering their tracks. So mm. you turn it around. But no and one's see claiming it. it. Yeah. Maybe they just want to disappear under cloak of uh, other people if you turn around there's 50 people watching the game all you're going to do is stand off watching over that person's head at the game yeah. and you're not going to be able to give some yourself weird away. prankster voyeur I, I can't remember the last time I saw it I can't remember the last time I bought like a bottle of something and didn't drink it all Really? Uh, I mean, that yeah. says more about me than no, a lot of things. Think... But I mean, just buying a bottle of Lucas and not finishing it. I remember there was a, where I used to stand at Fratton Park um, in, the, in the old Fratton Inn before there was seats there. There's now a plaque. 
No, a blue plaque. <laughs> no, no. It's not, sadly. Um, but, you know, altogether, predictably. Um, <laughs> there used to be a bunch of guys, because you'd like, stand in the same kind of place, and there's a load of guys near um, where I used to stand, and they used to see, they used to point score each other, see how many fag butts, because obviously you could smoke then, mm. and they could get into other people's turn-ups. Oh, wow. And they used to do that over and over again. It used to be the A lot big of turn-ups happening in... In their defence, <laughs> most Portsmouth games were very boring. And this was the 90s, Pete, so it could... It could you could find tarps a lot in a lot of right, different places. Okay. Yeah. What were the kind of like go-to indie boy kind of um, Britpop uh, trouser? I can't really remember. To be honest, drain pipes. Flat? No, they were flat. They were fl- flares, yeah, weren't they? Oh, flares. Britpop was like almost a. It was bracketed up with like sixties and seventies kind yeah. of fashion. Yeah, wasn't it? I seem to recall that. Yeah, because yeah. I sort of sashayed straight into kind of like skate culture, mm. baggy jeans. Yeah, so the Stone Roses ushered in flares, which kind of hung around yeah. for a bit right. as well. You got to remember, Pete was the um, the erstwhile guitar player for seminal ska punk band One Eyed Willie. Exactly right. So he came from a different part of the different side of the tracks from us. <laughs> Yeah. Any more for any more, Jim? We, we do have one more. Jim has been in touch. Oh. Um, Jim Lawrence. You put a Jim in last week. I didn't. It's Jim not, on Jim. I'm not action. doing this on purpose. Jim squared. You know yeah. what? Jim Jim might have something to answer for Multi-Jim. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like my dream. Um, yeah. Hi, chaps. The chat on whether the Charity Shield counts as a trophy reminded me of one of my first trips to Wembley back in 1983. Man United beat Liverpool 2-0 thanks to a Brian Robson brace, and I recall Big Ron afterwards telling the interviewer on Match of the Day with a very straight face that United had just won the fourth biggest trophy in English football. <laughs> Don't think anyone was having it even then. One of the silliest things Ron's ever said, eh? Um, yeah, and also, as a fellow Jim and cold sore sufferer, my sympathies go to Jim as they are just horrible. The are French they worse for gyms? Them, well, apparently so. The French call them bouton de fivre, uh, fever buttons, which really nails the little <laughs> bastards. I love that. But Pete needn't worry as they tend only to be contagious to very young children, not adults. So if you get them young, usually caught from your parents, you get them for life, a bit like your football team. Adults don't get them. So Pete, when you get to the States, you'd better come up with another excuse or prepare to pucker up. Now, oh. I don't think that's true, yeah, Jim. I think you're spreading you can... dangerous mid-inf- uh, misinformation as well as herpes Jim, potentially I... there. So, don't kiss young children. No, he's well, Jim and he's not Dr. Jim. No, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm no mouth doctor, but I, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I implore you, you to, to check, your, to check your, um, your sources there, Jim. And if anyone does can shed any light on that, any medical professionals, do let us know. That's how we met Jim. He started up to me in a bar and said, now I'm no mouth doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely fancy a smooch. Was there yeah. Jim Robinson from Neighbours a doctor at any point? Uh, I in don't my know, brain, but that wouldn't mean that the actor Alan Dale is a doctor. No. So let's perhaps not ask him his, either his career went surprisingly well up yeah there. and then sort of went away again yeah. weirdly Aussies so, always can always do an excellent American accent that's, that's true they're always Very fantastic true. That or a thing. Norse god accent for <laughs> example um, so yeah if you want to get in touch uh, with any information about cold sores or anything even football related if you're feeling like it that is show at thefootballramble.com but it's very important to stress that they do not have to email about football and they should not feel pressured to do so no the, yeah. the, the, the wider the subjects the better Turf Moor gentlemen uh, Speaking will of be which, the scene of uh, on, on Saturday, 3 p.m. Burnley versus Cardiff City. Uh, you having this as the biggest thigh rubber of the weekend? I slightly disagreed. Uh, what's your take on this one? Um, <laughs> my, ta- my, my take on this on it is that people must be out of their goddamn mind. Ooh. not putting this on TV. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it seems strange to have, but for the for the Burnley fans, certainly uh, playing at home. They can have a 3pm absolute ding-dong, which you don't normally see. So I suppose we can say that we, we prioritise people actually going to the game. Good for them. <laughs> I'm not going to burn in on a Saturday afternoon. I won't be able to get a ticket anyway. Yeah. That game's got to be moved. It's got to be... Listen, if we, if we all understand that certain games, yeah. regardless of how fans are not looked after, and we know all about that, certain games are going to be on TV. Friday night, for goodness sake, Leicester v Newcastle United. 
Yeah, mm. that's, that's boring. Not that's not great. Boring. We haven't had a Friday for a while, to be fair. Burnley. It was last Friday. Was a game. No, Newcastle. Oh, Newcastle. Okay. Burnley against Cardiff should be the game that's being shown on Saturday at five thirty, which is currently May United West Ham. No one but gives a shit about that. Either move it or um, re- resurrect um, Reddit's soccer streams. <laughs> folder which uh, isn't doesn't exist anymore which no. is quite upsetting mm. uh, Burnley striker Chris Wood reckon, reckons that this is a bigger one for uh, the opponents Cardiff are you having that I think well, it's pretty big for Burnley no, mate. no I think that's terrible mind game because <laughs> Neil, Neil Warnock really and Cardiff really needs to feel like it's bigger for them yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's unusual for me that because I think Burnley win this and they're safe right Pretty much. Oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. 11 points ahead of, uh, so. ahead of Cardiff but yeah. Burnley still have to play Chelsea, Man City Everton and Arsenal this is a cup final for them yeah, in my very mind very much so they have to get those that, the, the three points on the board there um, I think yeah he, I mean he's right isn't he because Cardiff look like they are more and more likely to be that third team going down mm. um, but with that in mind there's, there's there's no room for error for them they've got to fight tooth and nail with, with every you know with every minute they've got available to them so um I, I think this is a, that's just invited pressure on Burnley there. Yeah, Card- um, Cardiff haven't won a game. I don't think. Admittedly, they might have only played a couple of games, but they haven't won a game. Now against Chelsea and Man City, but they haven't <laughs> won a game since Sol Bama got injured. Right, um, and which... the referees muffed them. Referees relegated that team. Is that right? Tore the tore the uh, life out of this. Uh... What was the Remy thing? Oh yeah, he said. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's few. He also said earlier in the season when Joe Rules took out Lucas Moura, was it? Mm. I don't think it should have been a red. He didn't endanger the player's life. Yeah. <laughs> so the complicated relationship with the kind of laws yeah. of the game. Yeah. If, he's, if he's carrying weaponry, that's a that's a that's a harsh yellow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. I think it's a huge game for both teams. But you're right to point out Burnley's last four games are absolutely horrific. Mm. That said, even if um, they get a draw against Cardiff and they don't win any more games. They're, they're expecting Cardiff to do a quite a lot better than they have done already to date. So yeah. it's, it's even there, it's not over. So it's a much bigger game for Cardiff. It's purely because Cardiff don't win. It's almost certainly curtains for them, mm-hmm. um, which which we didn't think we would say four, five, six, seven weeks ago when they were really very much part of the, part of the uh, conversation. So yeah, it'll be a good game. I, I just wish we could watch it. <laughs> because I will not countenance the idea of watching football illegally, Pete Donaldson, mm. I will have to just suffer in silence. Oh, you've never suffered in silence in your life, Luke. Man. But Burnley are five to six to win this with bet three six five. So ten pound returns eighteen pounds thirty three, including stake. Yeah, they're they're back on form. I think it's fair to say. So I think they're definitely. Um, yeah, they, they'll probably turn kind of over. Dyche think. was saying after the game last week. I think it was. Did they win? Yeah, they won at Bournemouth yeah. last week quite well. Three in a row, isn't it? Yeah, he was saying two. I think it's two in a row because they lost to Leicester. Right. But he was saying that on form since the turn of the year or something like that, they're like sixth in the table or something. Yeah. So, so they, they turned it around. Somebody uh, produced a chart of VAR decisions versus non-VAR decisions, i.e., decisions that get overturned in Italy, and looked at like how the uh, the, the the results and the decisions kind of average out over a season. And most teams were pretty much in the same um, right. slot, same, same place they? in the league. So okay. uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, apart from one team, I think went from 16 to relegated, which I was quite wow. good. Quite uh, a big deal. Another match uh, happening on Saturday. This is the early one. Should it really be the early one though? Uh, it look more. Uh, Spurs versus Huddersfield Town. Uh, we talked about Kane a little bit earlier on uh, getting injured. Are they? They can do pretty well without Kane. They 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 seem a bit more mobile and swarming. Mm. I think their record opinion. is good without him. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to make that clear. Um, I was at the game against Palace, yeah. um, the first game in the new stadium, and they clearly felt the weight of the occasion. Um, but once they got a goal, they are okay. I don't think Palace realistically had a chance of winning it, although they had a couple of chances. You'd expect Spurs to 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 win well against Huddersfield, who have, as we talked about on Monday, um, have just drawing the ire of Jan Sievert wherever he turns, because <laughs> they just, they've just completely piled in, even though the, the pressure's technically off them. Um, 
I think one of Spurs' most important players, to me, to, as someone who's been to see him a few times this season, or more than a few times, is, to me, it's just it's Harry Winks. Yeah. He, he, he keeps them in possession. He ticks the ball over. I know you're going to you know, tick this off your Luke Moore bingo, but he's a kind of player that we don't appreciate as much in this country. And I think he's really important for them. If, if he's part of the team, they've always got a chance, I believe. And against Huddersfield, it should be a bit of a mismatch, whether Kane's fit or not, which he obviously isn't going to be. They should have enough to get past Huddersfield. At home. Got oh, yeah, this is a this is a gimme. This is this is gimme hill. But, like, <laughs> but um, I think with with Kane, generally speaking, though, I think the, the danger is that yes, they did do well without him, but they they scraped a few of those results late on, and um, the danger is that you know one day you you don't manage that, and obviously. You know, Kane had so much that the idea that maybe they are a little less mobile without him in certain ways is is offset massively by what he brings in in the place of that. Is he sometimes yeah. just a focal point for defenders? No, nah, because, he, no, because like, he, he drops deep, he picks mm-hmm. the ball up deep, he can pass. He's a really good passer of the ball. He can finish move. He, he, he's a complete striker. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying they're not better off without him, but I think it's manageable. It's a manageable situation. If um, I don't know, if Man City lost Aguero, for example, I think that would be possibly more of a miss. Is he, that fair? Here's, here's an interesting way to look at Spurs. I think. They, they've had this situation where they're going into this new stadium and they've, they've, they've played the game a certain way and they've played the transfer market in a certain way and everyone knows mm-hmm. about that. From next season onwards, it's probably going to be very difficult, if not impossible, for them to, to, to trot out that line anymore. Yeah. They're going to have to... Now they've got the... Um, Pochettino said it himself, I believe, in the, in the programme for the opening game. Now we've got this arena. Now we've got, this thing, now we've got to start acting and behaving and thinking like a properly big team. Yeah. And if you look at the team, the, the, the players in their squad... It could be a huge overhaul. There's yeah. talk that he's not happy with any of his fullbacks, with the exception of possibly Rose. So that's four players straight away. Mm-hmm. Loris, I think, might be moved on. Sissoko might be moved on. Ericsson might go to Real Madrid. Um, Lorente might be moved on. Um, there's, there's so much potential upheaval. Mm. They could end up losing seven, eight, nine. I mean, Alderweireld can, I think, can trigger a twenty-five million pound clause yeah. in his contract to move on. They could lose eight or nine players this summer. Yeah. So it'll be a fascinating transition for them. Are they the not in a position where they, you know, they're going to have to spend some time paying off the stadium as well? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the details. I don't of believe the... that's the case. Right. I believe that they um, they are now in a position where they can start to make moves. Mm. But my point just purely was, if things go a certain way, they could lose eight or nine players, yeah. and which is going to hurt anyone because of the transition, because yeah. of the, the bedding down situation of the new players that come in as and when they get them. And it'll also be interesting to see how Levy, Levy, Levy approaches the transfer market because they've been reticent to pay high agents fees for you know, understandable reasons. They've been reticent to pay big wages and they've been reticent to pay big transfer fees. Is that going to change? They're, they're arguably the most fascinating club this summer. Yeah, well, they posted... a, there's a lot of incentives in a, a Spurs contract as well, isn't there? Kind of like to, to absolutely, they're incentivised. They've yeah. posted huge financial results recently, though, didn't they? Three hundred so million. They are like going in the right direction. Well, it was up a hundred million on their previous more. on their previous because of like mm. the increased TV deal and stuff like that. Most teams are experiencing that, to be fair. So just it doesn't really level the playing. It d- literally levels the playing field, or figuratively rather. Uh, down in the Championship, uh, Aston Villa with their seventh straight win. Norwich and Sheffield uh, both drawing after chucking away leads. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> brilliant, win. brilliant Such win a weird midweek set of fixtures. Championship's great, isn't it? It's just <laughs> it really, great. It really is. Um, Bingo. Yeah. Their timing, yeah. Their timing there run so well, Villa. I mean, they've been they've been excellent. One of the goals they scored last night was absolutely brilliant. The Grealish mm. one. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Superb. Tammy Abraham missed a very well, he, he took a very poor penalty, which the goalkeeper saved, didn't he? But um Tara Mings did that thing where he got sent off and it was a little bit soft. 
But he did that thing where he was like grinning and smiling at how stupid it was. And I hate it when players do that. I like it. always it. looks so insincere. <laughs> also, with Mings' is previous as well, he's yeah. a bit of a character to say the least. <laughs> well, he said, his name sounds like a baddie. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, it's literally about his baddie. He's Dundee, was it, Ming? Oh, was it really? Uh, was, Ming um, the Merciless was that? Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. Yeah. He is merciless. And Villa are playing um, Bristol City, aren't they, on Saturday at mm. home, which is a massive game because if Bristol City win it, they overhaul them. Mm. Um, but yeah, they're looking quite safe for the playoffs now, Villa, I would say. I know there's only five points in it, but I think you know, Middlesbrough, have, I know they won last time out, but they had a terrible run, Middlesbrough. Talk of mm. Pulis losing his job and all sorts. Um, and so I think Villa might be firmly in the playoff picture come the end of the season. Get that on the telly, that's what I say. Uh, a little bit further down in League 2, Sol Campbell's uh, Macclesfield, or Macleesfield, as I uh, wrote on the uh, running order for the Football Rumble. Uh, climbing out the relegation zone after a 3-2 win, despite massive off-field problems. Pa- players aren't getting paid, they're talking of uh, striking and stuff like that. Uh, but Sol Campbell and Andy Cole and whoever else he's managed to get together... Um, He's 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 not exactly writing the ship, but he's putting more draws than losses on the table. Yeah, and they're out of the they're out of the relegation scrap, which we didn't necessarily expect. Is that fair? Oh, they're not out of the relegation scrap. No, sorry, they're, they're out of the relegation zone. zone. Yeah. they're yeah. in a relegation scrap. It's it, they haven't it's lost been in updated. five. They haven't yeah. lost in five, which is amazing. And they haven't been for paid. For, was but the players been paid for March now. There was talk that they hadn't been paid. There was yeah. I think every month since January, I think it's been late, which isn't ideal, really. And, and it's, you know, do you know what? Just outside of Macclesfield as well, the team who are more likely to go down, because obviously two go down at that level. Um, it's Notts County, and yeah. they've been a, a, a permanent member yeah. of the football league yeah. for. I think they're the oldest club, aren't they? So it's we've had this before, though. Haven't terrible. Notts County uh, threatening to drop out of the. It's terrible. Uh, but it's going to happen this time because the way they've been mismanaged, and, and obviously the same things happening at Macclesfield. Very, very sad. But very good on Sol. Good on Sol for doing a, you know, giving them a fighting chance because mm. they looked not dead and buried, but they looked very it looked like a very difficult task for him, didn't it? Yeah, and, and you know the, the the way that Sol Campbell conducts himself is he's not done quite as many kind of big uh, ticket kind of interviews, or maybe nobody's that interested anymore after he got the job. Uh, but he's always sort of regarded as being quite a strange man. But he's done he's done a pretty good job as a strange man. Um, it's time to uh, find out. You sound strange, Pete. I think he might be a strange man. Uh, How strange would you say he is out of ten? Uh, he's up there. He's a, he's a nine. He's a. So a Kotu kind of character. <laughs> aloof. You'd call mm. him aloof. Um, so it's time to find out uh, who's going to be doing uh, this week's best bet with Bet365, Luke. Oh, before I saw that, Macclesfield are actually evens to be relegated out of the Football League this year with Bet365. So £10 on that returns £20, including stake. Oh, the mate. best bet with Bet365 comes this week from Paul, who says, Paul. Hi, guys. Um, I recently checked... Um, my Bet365 account's 12-month win-loss history. <laughs> right. And I was a whopping £6 up over the course of the year. If that's not the sort of betting pedigree I need to get me in the hot seat, I don't know what is. Ramble form. This week, I'm going for a home win in arguably the furthest geographical distance derby in the league mm. down on the South Coast. I don't know if anyone calls Brighton Bournemouth a derby, do they? Mm. He says, off the back of the disappointing semi-final exit to Man City in what can only be described as the antithesis of a thigh rubber. I'm banking on the Seagulls to bounce back with a win and earn some money for charity. Brighton to beat Bournemouth, currently at 5-4, to four, meaning £50, returns £112.50, including stake. Ah. That's our best bet at Bet365. Please remember, you've got to be 18 or over to gamble. And for more information on uh, gam- uh, responsible gambling, sorry, it's begambleaware.org. Yeah, Saturday uh, when that match takes place is Carlos Puyol's, uh, or Carles Puyol's um, 41st birthday. There we go. So there we go. What about... So, the on and the time is right. It's time for you, but you would have Luke's game. Oh, we do my game? Yeah. Cool, all right. Yeah, baby doll. 
All right, I've got one prepped because I thought you might ask for that. Okay. I'd like to apologise for uh, sniffling right throughout this show. I think I'm allergic to Marcus's chair. I haven't noticed. His fur. Mm. Yeah, maybe you are. His, his downing. Yeah. Yeah, downing, downy? Down. You might be hibernating somewhere in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> um, until the summer. Luke's game. Um, I'm going to give you a player. You've got to bid for how many clubs you can name. You know okay, how it works. Okay, yeah. um, little twist because Pete doesn't play this very often and therefore is out of practice. Oh, um, Jim, you're a good sport. So you, good you won't mind. Um, they're all, they've all played for Newcastle at some point. Yeah, it's okay. right. Last time when I mentioned all of Peter Beasley's clubs, gives Pete, like a ledge. Gives Pete a bit of, a, a bit of an angle. Yeah. Um, but because of that, Jim, you can go first. Okay. First player. Mm-hmm. He's played for 12 clubs in total. 12. Oh, is one. It's not Sammy. It's not Shola. Oh, oh no! It's Tommy Amiobi. Oh my god! I don't think I can even name one. Well, you should I be able to name one. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna. He's played for twelve guys. Twelve. <laughs> Which, to be honest, I'll be I'll be honest with you. Was a surprise to me. A lot of those are going to be loans. He right? signed for someone this month as well. Three of my loans. That's correct. Right. By the I'm going to go. I'm going to guess at three. Three. Bloody hell. I'm, I'm, I'm at two would, of them I'm, I'm Jim, gonna... Jim normally takes a very defensive position yeah. in this game Pete? I, I want to see Jim do three to be honest yeah. I'm All really right. sorry everyone I'm letting everyone down here name him Jim Newcastle obviously yep. Dundee hang on a sec Let's... did he actually get a, a full a, a full uh, match Dundee. for Newcastle um, I don't think he did did he he didn't much oh, break he, yeah, the he, shot he, he never featured for Newcastle through the Fuwashola so, so, barrier so Although he was attached to them. So, so you can have Newcastle. Okay, it's irrelevant because Dundee isn't one of them anymore. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, Leeds United, Scunthorpe United, Doncaster Rovers, Grimsby Town, Mansfield Town, Forest Green Rovers, Whitley Bay, BL Belangrovic, Grindavik, VPS, Whitley Bay again, FC Edmonton, FC Cincinnati, and then FC Edmonton again. Wow. Yes. I mean, he went out to Iceland, did he? Yeah. Because yeah. he he, he's just he signed back for the uh, Canadian team. Because they've started, have they restarted their league? They haven't they? They've kind of. Believe given, so. Given, yeah. Pete, that's a, that's a point for you. And you're up first this time <sighs> with the one, the only. He's from Reunion Island. It's Lauren Robert. Oh, Ooh. good God. And he's remember. played for nine in total. Nine? Nine. It's another surprise, right? Yeah. Oh, no. I know play along at home. Play along at home. Brother's playing. <laughs> no, uh, right. Uh, I like the idea that people out there earlier on their, in their car or on the bus were just screaming, "Biel Belongovic, Biel Belongovic." <laughs> I can't. I can't do three. I'm gonna go two. Okay, Jim. I'll have a guess at three. You wanna go four? Nah. Okay, nah. Jim. Name your three, mate. All right. I'm gonna go Newcastle, obviously. Yeah. Um, Marseille. Oh. Pete, what were you gonna go with? Villa? <laughs> Do you play for Villa briefly? Or no. I think it's Ginola. Start at Montpellier. <sighs> oh, that, that was genuinely one of the other ones I was going to say. PSG, Newcastle United, Portsmouth on loan. I was going to go PSG. That's Benfica. I oh, had Benfica as well. That's so maddening. Levante, Derby County, Toronto FC, and ended his career at Larissa. Uh, you know what? If you Another look at that, that's a, that's a pretty decent career. And I've won these all by default like yeah, last time. Yeah, it's clean sweet, Pete. <laughs> last one. Last <laughs> one is... Uh, Jim, you go first. He's a chance to make to get salvage a bit yeah. of pride. Um, Warren Barton. Okay. Played for six clubs in total. Mm-hmm. Uh, how can you? How many can you name? Two I can definitely name off the top of my head. Two? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, actually, I'm going to play the Donaldson game. I'm going to go two. I've got three. Jim, four? No. All right, Jim, you got, Pete, you've got to name three. You're in the seat. Presumably you're going to go Newcastle United. <laughs> Newcastle United? Yeah. Warren Barton, Warren Barton. He's from down south. <laughs> As the chance goes, chance goes. <laughs> is everyone down south from where you're from? Didn't he have a uh, uh, Fulham? 
Oh, for flips. This game falls to bits with Mark. I know. It's absolutely dreadful. Jim, it? Sorry, everyone. It was uh, Wimbledon was going to be Mark. Yes! Name. Yeah. So you could have Maidstone United, where he started. Wimbledon, Newcastle United, Derby County, Queen's Park Rangers, Wimbledon again, and the end of his career at Dagenham and Redbridge. Is it fair to say there was a lot of London clubs in there? Yeah. <laughs> Which is famously <laughs> I just got one of them. Yeah, four. I would have said Brentford. Four. Um... <laughs> Yeah, oh. Pete, you win 2-1, so Pete wins. Mm. So. Oh, you want, you want a Pete's wins? Hang on. Uh, uh, did you make one? Uh, yes, I did. No, I didn't, actually. So <laughs> <laughs> Pete wins. So, the heat is on and the time is right. It's time for you, what you would have played all game. Cause people are coming, everyone's trying. Trying to be the best that they can. To reach for the sky where the stakes are so high. We're all going for going for Luke's game. Mm. I enjoyed that. Sorry for mm. all of the Newcastle fans I've upset by being absolute nonsense. It's good because people can play along and on this, on this occasion they'll feel like they know more about football than us, which is almost <laughs> certainly true. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much everyone for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Bet365. We'll be back on Monday mm-hmm. with a post-thigh rubber takedown of what's been going on in the Cardiff uh, match and the Man City match and the Spurs um, match. We'll be back. Will the takes be hot? Uh, they'll be lukewarm by that point but well, 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 uh, well they'll be cooking all over the weekend so I imagine <laughs> if they're not hot they'll, they'll tough. certainly be they'll be know. nice and tough all the moisture <laughs> will have gone out of them but oh they'll be potent they'll be very salty <laughs> some of our takes are uh, air dried for 30 days to en- enhance their flavour <laughs> let's get out of here uh, we're back on Monday have a cracking weekend of football was a radio staccato production. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.